Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime brown. Give me your hot sunburn. Maybe my heart's on fire. If you will kill me, I will spill you into your guts of cum. Lots of cum. All the places in your bum. There you go. Michigan J. Frog. The lost lyrics to the Michigan J. Frog song. That, what is is it that frog racist? With Michigan? What? It was Michigan J. Frog. He, you see, in one froggy evening, the guy found, found the frog in in the foundation of a building and the frog would dance for him and he got greedy thinking that he could exploit the frog but when he tried to show it when he tried to make a dance for everybody else it didn't do it and it's like michigan it's like michigan in that way and that michigan is very disappointing um it's not that bad it's pretty good i guess you know no one gets no one gets hyped up about michigan no one's like Um, we're going to michigan yeah, Everybody. No, I, haven't, I haven't really explored the state much. I, it's on my bucket list, you know, things to do before I die, which I'm hoping for like a 50, early 50s death. Um, yeah. So, you know, I got 20 or so years. To explore Michigan. To explore. I think there's more to it than just uh, my little town here in southeast Michigan, which is basically, yeah. you know, southeast Michigan is like a big <laughs> suburb. Mm-hmm. The whole place. I mean, it's like a suburb that extends from Chicago, or, you know, down and around the Great Lakes over mm-hmm. to Detroit, and then from around Detroit, to Kalamazoo. Detroit down to Toledo. It's like a great sort of megalopolis type of deal. Mm-hmm. But if you go up north belt. to the up north country in yes. Michigan, you get to the you get to the real wilderness out there. Get to the spooky, haunted gray areas that look like the Witcher. Yeah, it's you could have your Witcher fantasy. Fulfill it, your Witcher fantasy. It looks like one Michigan. particular uh, area in Witcher, uh, Velen, the the um, mm-hmm. land of, of Velen, which is a swampy sort of bog area, which is kind of what Michigan's like. It's kind of swampy. Yeah, it's like yeah. a cold, swampy place. It's the Louisiana of the North. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In that they have delicious gumbos? No, they just have swamps. They don't have... They have, like, Polish um, jelly donuts. That's the delicacy yeah. up here. Really yeah. kind of gross. I forget what they're called. I think they're, like, potchkeys or something. Potchkeys? I hate But no donuts. fan boats. Do they have fan boats? Uh, Yeah, on the lakes, I imagine. Okay. Because um, that's always been my dream, is to be in a fan boat race. Have you, you ever been to New Orleans? I've never been to Nola. Well, we should make a trip down there. Should make a yeah, trip. yeah. Let's get some po boys. I would love to get uh, po boys and walk around the more dangerous parts of New Orleans with you and right. say really crazy things loudly. Yeah, yeah. I, I will insist on calling them poor boys. Hi, <laughs> could I have a shrimp poor boy? Uh, you mean po boy? Uh, yeah, if you have bad pronunciation of the English language. Wow. Um, no, you know what you would do. You'd be saying all kinds of funny things loudly as we're walking down the neighborhood streets. Well, like Katrina was punishment for the, the gestalt of sin that this evil city has built up over time. Yeah, or just like singing the song Walking on Sh- on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves and people getting the <laughs> reference. Yeah. 
Yeah, everybody loves that song. Do you and everybody remember, loves uh, it in reference to that horrible disaster. So for my, one of my only YTMNDs, you know, those... That, you made a YTMND? Oh, several. They didn't do well because one of them was just a picture of the Hurricane Katrina devastation with... <laughs> That's bad. ...with that song playing. That's bad. It's bad. And it was <laughs> you right... You can't do that. It was also right after it happened. Okay. Well, oh, you were a little edgelord when you were a teenager. When I was 15, yeah. I was like, you know what? Screw these. Because we had a refugee from New Orleans come. But, you know, it was an all-boys Catholic school. Mm -hmm. So we got a refugee from an all-boys Catholic school. So we got a rich kid. Yeah. And he was like, you know, not that hard up. No, uh, he but, wasn't a ninth ward guy. He was in the first ward. He was. Let he became like the class mascot, and for some reason, he got placed next to me. Okay, which was a mistake because I was so embittered. I was not a good like. I was like, "Welcome to hell." You know, <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't have put him next to me. I don't know why they did that. I was not a good ambassador. Um. Did was he was he hearkening for the storm by the end of it? Um, I think he liked the class. I think he had a problem. He had to figure out how to get rid of me first. So he had to like kind of, because I was sitting next to him and very talkative and like negative. So (laughs) he had to like kind of shake off me. And I was a little, had my feathers ruffled when I kind of realized he didn't want to be my friend. And, uh, Mm -hmm. but that was okay. It was good because I learned, you know, not everyone is going to share your, your your friend, uh, you know, compatibility markers or whatever. Yeah, especially if you keep making Katrina jokes <laughs> at them after they've been right. after uh, Katrina jokes at these NOLA residents in 2005. Yeah. <laughs> fresh after the disaster. Oh, is that when it was? Uh, yeah, that's when it was. When was it? It was in 2004? Yeah, I think so. I think I was like 15. I, was in, I think I was in 10th grade. No, yeah. I was in 11th grade. So it was 2005 or six. Katrina's a big deal. I mean, it represents a a sea change, pun intended. No, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the idea that it really fomented this era of um, the new era of capitalizing on disaster is, I think, one of the first chapters in the Shock Doctrine talks about the rush to implement charter schools after in New Orleans after Katrina. Because there was that old, uh, there was that, everything's destroyed, so we can come in and make things better with our new liberal plans. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that worked out too well. I don't know. I don't know what, I mean. But uh, Katrina was started by the charter school folks. The charter school people blew up the levees. Yeah, and they... that was a secret plan. And they, the charter school people probably responsible for COVID, because COVID is really wreaking havoc on public schools. Mm-hmm. Charter schools? Not uh, so much. You wouldn't have had this with charter schools. Uh, <laughs> what? Is, what is a charter school? It's like a public school, but not. It's uh, like a, they follow their own code, not not disseminated by a board of education. Usually, it's like something akin to an uh, international baccalaureate, but it's much looser, and there's no oversight. So sometimes charter schools can be better than public schools, but oftentimes they're worse. Yeah. Because of that lack of oversight. Um, yeah. I wouldn't send my kid to a charter school. Yeah, they're basically subsidized private schools, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I would send my kid to a reputable private school, but not to a hopefully not to a charter school. But you know, and then in another five years, who knows? Maybe we won't even have a fucking country anymore, man. You know. Well, you're not gonna send your kids to Catholic school. Not since they got rid of Latin mass. Eh, I don't care. They're not doing any favors for anyone getting rid of their Latin it's mass. It's weird because now Latin mass has become a um like a a symbol for the alt right to like mm-hmm. like prove their their bona fides. Like Caitlin, you know, gun girl Caitlin Bennett. Gun girl Caitlin Bennett. She yeah. just posted today like a pic like ah oh, just went to my first Latin mass. It was like such an experience. And then also the fucking red girl red scare girls talked about Latin mass. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking it's fucking weird and gross. Uh, it, the Caitlyn Bennett was especially funny because she had on a like a veil and they she should, was they should try she was dressed it. No. like a woman in a Pierre Bruegel painting. They should try they should try out uh, living under a extremely conservative Roman Catholic um, style community and see what happens mm-hmm. to girls when they get raped by their teachers. See what happens to them. They should try well, it out because I saw what happens and. What happens is the community unifies to protect the rapist, and then they ostracize the woman for being a slut. That's what uh, they'll do to you. So it's um, well, you know, uh, that's where red scares go. It anyway, you know. That's that's the inevitable end to that podcast. Is is something terrible happens to one of them, and they end up, uh, and the other one ends up going with the person that did the terrible thing to the other person. You think that's you know? how it's gonna go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, something awful is gonna happen to Dasha and Anna is gonna side with the abuser. Um, yeah. Anna well, Kay she'll probably Dasha will probably start dating someone from uh, Succession. Yeah. And then She's gonna start be... dating Jeremy Strong. Which one is he? He's Kendall. Jeremy Strong. Didn't he get canceled in an actor profile, or there was some really? weird thing about an actor profile that happened, and then everyone got every actor in Hollywood was uh, was coming to the defense of Jeremy Strong. So a funny. I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but a funny thing kind of happened when we, my uh, wife and I, we were watching Succession, watching the most recent episode, season three, episode nine, and. So it's an hour long. 45 minutes in, I finally stand up and I'm like, I've had it. I'm not going to watch this show anymore. Nothing is happening. Yeah. And I I sort of stomp upstairs. And then Caitlin, like, starts pausing it and calling me. She's like, something's happening. And I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) It just pushed me to the limits. And then I gave up on it. And then something starts to happen at the very end. I am also similarly, I tried to, I tried to succession pill myself like dozens of times. It just doesn't take, I don't like the, I don't like the show. I mean, I like the actors and I like how it's presented, but just the, I just don't get enjoyment from no, watching these characters. it's not particularly enjoyable. Um, I think it, I think the enjoyment comes from not, not so much sympathizing with the characters, but sort of, um relating you you can relate to a character without sympathizing with a character and i think people people trying to think about which of the roy siblings that they would be with most people wanting to be roman because he's the funniest and the coolest right 
But yeah, um, it's not that I have to like characters in order to be able to enjoy a show. In fact, uh, you know, I think It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is, or Seinfeld is great and those characters are horrible characters. But um, I guess Succession is just, it's like, uh, for a comedy, it's jokes per minute are pretty low. And that's the point because it's not just a comedy, it's a comedy drama. But yeah, and usually I'm looking for more jokes per minute in like a show that's essentially supposed to be a comedy. You ever watch Pen 15? No, I heard that's good, though. Caitlin watches that. It's pretty good. It's um, mm-hmm. a little weird because it's a bunch of uh, older people, like, pretending to be 13. Okay. So, you know, it's a little Epstein, but... Uh, oh, uh... It's a little well, bit Epstein, but... Uh, I, no, I don't know. I think there should be... There should there should be a way to uh, depict adolescent romance without it being uh, pedo-y, I hope. Unless is that is that the only way? I mean, there's Euphoria, which is pretty pedo-y. I don't know. Uh, I think we should just leave it to the foreign films. Sure. It always seems better when it's a, a different language, like the beautiful and wonderful movie Cuties, which I didn't see. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like a movie Actually you know what movie does a very good job At uh, depicting adolescent romances uh, Moonrise Kingdom The old Wes Anderson Moonrise Kingdom That feels nice and good And there's nothing like creepy about it really um, There's no uh, what, like uh, What are the movies that came out Um, Oh Spider-Man Spider-Man Are you gonna go see Spider-Man I'll probably go see Spider-Man Because I like being fed my slop Even though this is another nail in the coffin towards uh, any other type of cinema appearing in the theaters. Well, it did well, it's, right? It did. It did uh, crazy well. It got Very like funny. 124 million. Why? I, that's sort of weird. That's weird how that happens. Even its preview, its preview uh, ticket numbers, I think, beat Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and during a pandemic, no less. Which is uh, <laughs> the listener couldn't see it. But I saw yeah. a face so big that my yeah. jaw became unhinged. Yeah. Your mouth became all of existence for an eternity. What if you could soy face so big that you soyed another universe into your face and you became all of time because your jaw unhinged to allow the passage of time into your face? Um, yeah, the succession thing with Jeremy Strong. So uh, I'm reading from a Vox.com article. The the New Yorker profile, New Yorker profile? Yeah, of Jeremy Strong garnered the kind of reaction you'd expect. Social media users boggled at Strong's behavior, especially what Shulman depicts as his pretentious pseudo-method acting process, which includes everything from spontaneous script ad-libs to refusing to rehearse with his scene partners in advance. While some embraced Strong's affectations, many online seem to feel that Strong's all-or-nothing personality would be insufferable to have to deal with on a regular basis, on set or off, and that his behavior towards colleagues was particularly egregious. Hmm. The conversation was especially fierce on Twitter. Oh my god, can you imagine writing Vox.com articles? Yeah. If I was a method actor, I would only <laughs> um, choose parts where the, the person I'm playing makes a lot of money. Uh, or um, eats a lot of ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are my two things. Yeah, yeah. Ice cream and money. That's all that matters. Um, you know, I 
been trying to limit the ice cream, but I have to admit, we've been making a lot of cookies since we got the KitchenAid mixer. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been preparing my, I've been method acting for my role as an undisciplined fat guy for 30 years and I've yet to be cast, but when it comes, baby, when it comes, I'll be ready. Yeah. I mean, (coughs) we're 32 now, which means life Mm -hmm. is over. Stunza. It's just time to start packing up your butt, your your butt and your gut, packing up Mm -hmm. your butt and your gut. Eat, you know, you can't take any ice cream with you when you die. Except for the exactly. ice cream that you turn into fat cells. Yeah. I mean, you can be buried with tubs of ice cream, you know, but that won't, that, it's not really taking that it with you. That sounds pretty sweet. I think I might, <laughs> I think I might request that. <laughs> what if you did like a reverse transubstantiation? Like your body becomes ice cream in heaven or something like that. Hmm. Instead of a cracker becoming Jesus on earth. Oh, okay. I mean, that doesn't... Like, reverse um, transubstantiation. I had something else I wanted to bring up before we we went down reverse transubstantiation, but now it's just I'm just thinking of cis-substantiation, where a cracker turns into a cracker. Spider-Man. There's three of them. There's three... The Spider-Man. Did you get those spoilers yet? There's three of them in there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all they're bringing back all the franchise stars because people like things they recognize more than anything else. So why didn't they call it Spider Men? Well, that would be a spoiler, you see. But having um, um, <sighs> what's his name? Toby Maguire. Oh, yeah, having Andrew Toby Maguire on the credits list is a kind of a spoiler. I don't know. Seems like if seems like if I was Toby Maguire, I would probably would you if you were Toby Maguire, would you uh would you would you do Spider Man No Way Home? Yeah, that's money. Absolutely. And I haven't heard Toby what's he been doing recently? I think he just does movies where he like kinda grins and looks to the side. He was in the boss baby. But that was in 2017. As, uh, it seems like the roles are drying up. It's a little few and far between. Uh, huh. Oh, this is just his selected work. Oh, he's been a producer for a while. He's produced a lot of movies, n- n- few of which I've heard. Z for Zachariah, The Fifth Wave, Brittany Runs a Marathon, Get Duked. What the hell are these? These sound like the made-up movies in Seinfeld. Hmm. Yeah. Looks like his career is really in the tank. He was Great Gatsby. Maybe it's not in the... Well, didn't he get... So did you ever see that that very middling Aaron Sorkin movie, Molly's Game? No. The one where... I think it's Jessica Chastain. I want to say Jessica Chastain. I'm not sure. But some severe-looking white woman sets up a high-stakes poker game, and there and it's based on a true story. And uh, apparently, a celebrity is supposed to be a real high roller. And in the movie, it's Michael Sarah. Mm-hmm. But apparently, that character is based on Tobey Maguire, who was a real like high-stakes gambling fiend hmm. and and sort of psychotic in that respect. In real life, wow. Yeah, in real life, Tobey Maguire is supposed to be a real piece of work. Sort of a dangerous guy. Wow, that's so funny. Kind of like um, Michael J. Fox. 
What? You don't know that? Yeah. Michael J. Fox is, is Mike- like a real, he's also got a sort of a menacing, dangerous, re- real life reputation. Re- really? You know, he's, he's, he's shaking everybody's cokes up. You know. Well, and yeah, and he does that in Curb. Yeah, but that's the Parkinson's. He's going down to the hardware store and shaking up the paint cans so all the paint can shakers are out of a job. Yeah, hey man, put the robots out of business before they put us out of business. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. You you know, you have a paint can shaker and you'll have Michael J. Fox, and it's like the modern day John Henry. You know, John Henry was a steel driving man. Michael J. Fox was a paint can shaking man. Yeah, and then yeah. there's O. Henry. Mm-hmm. The playwright or the candy bar? <laughs> the candy bar. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I was going to talk about all the cookies we're making with the KitchenAid mixer. We got the KitchenAid Pro thing oh, mixer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's it it makes the butter and the sugar get all creamed up. I love Did you have Kitchen moment. HIV? <laughs> yeah, we have KitchenAid. Turned into full-blown KitchenAids, yeah. KitchenAids, yeah. I made molasses cookies. Uh, yeah. Huh? We made chocolate chip. We made regular old sugar. What, what about ass that? cookies? No, no ass cookies. Did you put? Did you grind up the ass? Did you ferment the ass and put it in a cookie? Uh, no, but we have been eating kimchi, which tastes the same as fermented ass. It it delicious fermented garlic and chili ass. Mm. And cabbage, Napa cabbage, yum yum. Napa cabbage. Korean food is... Uh, it's great. I, it's, I, it's, it's beautiful and interesting and great. Uh, I've, I've recently become... Uh, there's a place uh, that does... Uh, what are they called? Tatakaboki? Uh, I don't know their name. But they're, they're the little glutinous rice tubes that they put in sort of a, a ketchup-y hot sauce. And they're delicious. I love them so nice. much. I suck them down. I suck them down like eels in um, my mouth. You've been getting that a lot? I've been getting that a lot. Yeah, there's a, there's a, for some reason, a bunch of Korean hot dog places. You know the insane hot dog technology they have in Korea? Nope, I don't. Describe it. Well, there's one, there's one dog which I consistently get. It's like a corn dog, except instead of uh, cornmeal battering, it has cubes of potato. Yes, I have and seen they'll that. Put, yeah, they'll put the cube. It's like basically a bunch of fries, but on a hot dog. And mm-hmm. I love that. I I eat it whole. I put the entire stick in my mouth, and out comes the stick yeah. bare. I saw that because there's a, a Korean YouTube chef sensation. Call, uh, her name is Mangchi. Oh, yeah, I know her. She makes the uh, Korean-style potato dogs or whatever, potato cube dogs. Mm-hmm. And it um, looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I can vouch for the cube dogs, but they also have Tatakaboki, or whatever it's called. I don't know what it is. And those are the tubes of... Uh, those are the rice tubes with uh, with ketchupy hot sauce on them. Ketchupy hot sauce. The, di- the guy's daughter... In, there's a scene where the guy's daughter in Squid Game is eating it. Oh, really? At the very beginning, where he's treating her to fried chicken. Mm. But he has no money because of... He has of, no money. Because of, of capitalism. Uh, uh, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Zizek was talking about it on Chapeau. Zizek talks about the Squid Game on Chapeau? Yeah, did you? I don't uh, listen to Chapeau anymore. Oh, no. Not because not of anything they did, or just like, I've stopped becoming a podcast guy, which is very funny because we're recording a podcast now, and we obviously expect people to listen to it. Well, don't worry. No, no good podcasts are being put out right now. 
It's true. It's uh, it's the doldrums of the year. Yeah. You know? Well, even though a lot of good movies are coming out, there's a lot of Oscar bait coming out because yeah. this is where you put the Oscar bait. I'm trying to decide between Disney Plus and Apple TV. Uh, I'd probably have to go with Disney Plus. But probably got more of the stuff. The annoying thing is I want to watch the Foundation show. Mm. And I don't really want to watch Mandalorian. But I kind of, mm. I, would, I would watch Mandalorian. You would watch Mandalorian. But I just wish they were both, I wish, I wish Disney would just buy Apple. Do you wish the entire, mon the monopoly to just happen? The yeah, full I, I entertainment want Disney to monopoly. buy Apple, and then I want that company to buy Amazon. And then I want that I mean, company to buy Walmart. And then I want them to change it to like Amazo Mart. And then Disnar. Disnar. <coughs> Disnar. Disnar. It's like, a, yeah, it's that sounds like a, a villain in a heavy metal book. Yeah. Well, we're, we're heading towards the monoculture. Like the mm -hmm. only difference differences between the cultural... Uh, products or properties will be like slight variations of corporate dialect yeah there's only going to be one show which show is that going to be sorry We're i'm gonna getting, have a t i'm getting too capital capitally real right now yeah oh yeah you were reading mark fisher it's annoying i don't like it it's, it's you, you yeah no you're not uh what don't you like about he's it? not wait, there's no evidence he's not he's saying a bunch of shit and it's different when adam curtis does it because he's putting it to music and so you're kind of grooving and you're like this is kind of like a like a like a beatnik poem yeah. but when you're reading it in a book you're like you should cite. You should really cite your sources on this one buddy because <laughs> <laughs> you just wrote that down <laughs> you just wrote it down and you can't prove that at all so it's very speculative it's great about being a theoretician it's just a theory yeah. a game theory that's what mark fisher should say you know, in order to popularize capitalist realism i think ultimately he's like i don't know I, ultimately i'm like on his side or whatever so i'm like yeah sure your theories are yeah. i i i'll tolerate your theories I may not finish the book, even though it is like 30 pages long. <laughs> For some reason, I'm just picturing Zizek now going, After all, it is just a theory. A game theory. Mm. <laughs> do you well, know what that is? Do you know what game theory is? That's, yeah. Do you know who MatPat is? I know of game theory. Not, not, not like the concept in... Uh, not like the concept in economics, but rather the YouTube channel where the guy oh. goes into minutia about video games. No, I don't know that. It's it's a very it's a very bad YouTube channel. Well, it's not a bad YouTube channel, but it's just it's for a younger audience. So, mm. um, and the guy who runs it is uh, named Matt Pat. Well, the I don't thing think that's that, his real name. Though. That Zizek was saying on Chapo that kind of made me just be like, seriously. Uh, it's like he he's predicting that Russia and China are at the same time going to invade Ukraine and Taiwan, respectively. Okay. Why? Like, and it's like he's like it's imminent. Um, okay. I just don't think that's going to happen. Well, why why would they? What what is the reason for them to invade Ukraine and Taiwan? Well, respectively. Russia wants to invade <laughs> Ukraine because they don't want Ukraine to become part of NATO. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, 
And China, China wants to take back Taiwan because Taiwan is like super rich and China wants Taiwan and they've always wanted Taiwan. So they just, you know. I mean, um, I could see Russia doing Ukraine because they've already successfully taken back parts of Ukraine before. So that seems within the wheelhouse, but they already got the good part. They already got Crimea. Why do you need the shitty parts of Ukraine? Why do you need the Holodomor parts of Ukraine? No, I think they're just putting troops on the border to like try to get try to you know get leverage mm-hmm. i don't think they're about to invade ukraine in the in january or december seems yeah. like a fun time to do a ground invasion everyone everyone should do ground invasions in winter that's yeah, the best time. i uh you know and then there's the armchair generals on reddit who are like no it's actually the perfect time because of the the ground is frozen and it's like well maybe the ground's frozen it's been kind of a warm winter all generals are armchair generals. Uh, and China's not about to invade Taiwan in this decade. Well, that's that would be like, that would sort of be suicide for them, wouldn't it be? Because wouldn't invading Taiwan like break up a number of treaties that they have? Or Invading Taiwan that? would be bad for everybody. Like, well, wouldn't it, 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 it would just, it would just, uh, st- that would start a war, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would start a war and it would bring world commerce to a halt from ev- like yeah. everywhere. So like they're a- way too dependent. Like it would give America ample reason to start a trade war and they're way too dependent on America. We are, well, we already did start the trade war. Yeah, but a but bigger trade. War. It's still ongoing. That's also something Zizek talks about is how there's no big difference between Biden's China policy and Trump's China policy, which is. It's like, okay, how do you know? Where's your evidence? Like, I don't. No one is backing any of their statements up anymore. And I'm you just, don't have to. You can just say stuff. Yeah, like, I don't know. You hear about um, on the Trillbillies. Mm-hmm. They every week talk about the kids in cages and shit. But mm-hmm. Biden has done something about that, apparently. If has the, he? If the, yeah, if the news is to be believed, they're not housing families in any um, anywhere anymore. Mm-hmm. They're doing, um, what's it called, ankle bracelets. That's still, that's still not great. Yeah. Right, well... They didn't change the law to allow for li- like unlimited immigration yet because that would be mm. a thing Congress would need to pass. But they're not putting the kids in the cages anymore. But it's uh, they, you I know, think it podcast cool hosts act like they are. Well, we're podcast hosts. We should just start saying stuff like I think that in the next year, Ireland is going to. Uh, repatriate with Northern Ireland and they're going to change the name from Ireland to Cool City. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a fake news story. Is is Axios.com is that real news? Nothing is real news. You can't trust anything. Like, so, so you might as well make it up. So there's this story from <coughs> Thursday, this Thursday, December 16th. Biden to stop holding undocumented families in detention centers. You see, a lot of people think the news is like classical music. You know, it's all <laughs> regimented. And, you know, you got to play the notes at the right time. But the thing is, the news is a lot more like jazz. You know, sometimes it's the notes you're not playing that are the most important notes. I don't even see. I don't even know, like. Which is why House of Decline is starting our new news program, Jazz News. 
news. All the news that's like jazz. You want to riff? You want to riff with your horns on the news? Well, you can with jazz news. You want to you wanna do a tasty lick? You want to do a tasty lick about the economy? You can with jazz news. Okay, so this is according to Yahoo News, which is basically covering the same thing, the Biden administration... It's a subsidiary of jazz news. ...has turned its three migrant family <laughs> detention centers into facilities for single adults, appearing to halt for now the practice of detaining parents with their children. Mm -hmm. Is that what the kids in cages things are? I think uh, the kids were being, under Trump, kids were being separated from their parents and put into but, cages. And then, but after Trump, uh, you know, people like the Trillbillies and others on Twitter claimed Biden mm -hmm. was continuing to keep the kids in cages. Uh, it's a different version of the kids in cages, isn't it? I don't know. And, but now apparently they're not keeping the kids. I, I don't know. Why wouldn't this be know. a big? Why wouldn't the New York Times or whatever put this on the front page for like, tw like two weeks? Yeah, you know the reason. Because uh, kids in cages was a good way to get at Trump, even though it's something that I mean, kids in cages. Obama did kids in cages, which is I think why people were initially pointing out the hypocrisy of kids in cages. But uh, yeah, in terms of Biden's approach towards. The incarcerated children. I I don't know as much. I think people are less focused on that issue and more focused on uh, the stuff that was at the forefront of the political news, which was the infrastructure bill and uh, the social spending bill, which was decoupled. You say mm -hmm. talking about this earlier, talking about how the social safety net bill was decoupled from the infrastructure bill and then was shot down by. The Democratic moderates. So America can't have any government benefits. Well, but yeah, that's not how... any new ones because <clears throat> Manchin doesn't want to um, have a big spending bill. Doesn't want to no, do no. any big spending. Yeah. The government has done quite a lot of big spending lately. You this... know the song, Hey Big Spender? Yeah. It's them. So, you know... That sucks for everyone, because we're going to continue to do big spending on things that, you know, kill and maim people halfway around the world, mm -hmm. but we are not going to do big spending on things that would help those, for example, who return from the battle. <laughs> we should compromise by doing big spending on things that kill and maim people at home. Yeah, like, how can we make more of these tornadoes? Exactly, these <laughs> tornadoes that are killing Kellogg's workers. The, that was probably the bleakest news of... Was that this week or last week? The candle factory thing? Yeah. Yeah. Where you can't leave. Were... We ha you're too busy making candles, so... <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave. Tornado? What tornado? Get back to work. Dying in a natural disaster in a candle factory is very uh, Victorian. Oh yeah, like those weird. those return guys are getting what they wanted. You know, we are going back. Uh, yeah, well, they to, had to be working their overtime because of the mm -hmm. Christmas rush. You know, mm -hmm. you won't believe how many candles the people need at Christmas. You know, I guess it's very strange. Um, you won't believe how course, many Christmas themed some, candles. Some Amazon workers died in their <coughs> their warehouse, and yeah, um, they should call it a lack of fulfillment center. 
because nobody's happy. That's a pretty gnarly tornado. Killed a bunch of folks. Yeah. We, killed some, we killed some folks. We tortured some folks. It also... The, the Obama tornado. It also, you know, it's not talked about enough, but the tornado whirling up all that air spread a lot of COVID. Yeah, that's how COVID is spread, <laughs> mostly by tornadoes, you know. <laughs> Why has the CDC <laughs> stayed silent on the scourge of tornado spreaders? Yeah. It's just we have to stop these. Spread like it. It's sucking up dead people who have COVID and just yeah. <laughs> just fling them in around just the them countryside. Around. It's like, well, uh, this town was COVID free until a tornado flung a diseased body. Yeah, just yeah. a bunch of naked dead guys just crashing through my window. Who's gonna clean up this mess? I go to my local council and they say, Well, maybe you should do it yourself. They were on your private property. And I go, Oh, and I take my big 10 gallon hat and I put, slam it to the ground and stomp on it. Because there's just all these marauding COVID bodies just flying through windows constantly. Um, so, in some news you may have missed, uh, Ted Cruz. Uh, has been holding up every single ambassadorship appointment that Biden is trying to put through the Senate because by the arcane rules of the Senate, whoever is the leader of the whatever committee or whatever, whatever bullshit, somehow Ted Cruz could make it so that Biden hasn't appointed a single ambassador. Well, good news, folks. That a deal has been reached between Chuck Schumer and Ted Cruz where we're going to try to cancel a Nord pipeline or something from Russia and try to get mm -hmm. Europe to buy our natural gas. In exchange for that, Biden is going to get to appoint Rahm Emanuel to be ambassador to... <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> Rahm, everyone's favorite guy. The greatest guy in the world. Uh, the yes. most beloved boy from Chicago. Yeah, I think he's going to uh, be ambassador Aside from to... Candyman, the most trusted man in Chicago. He's going to be ambassador to the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And uh, that's going to go great. He's going to really help them just keep a hold of all their natural resources and definitely not enable companies to go in and get all the things that make your smartphone. Um an interesting theory I saw on Reddit, you know, so you know it's right, is that mm -hmm. part of the reason for all the global instability is right now is because America and China are competing intensely to secure the natural phone-making resources that are existing in Africa. Because mm -hmm. Africa has all, like, the good minerals and, and cool all the rocks, cobalts. galliums yeah. and cobalts and such that you need all to make smartphones. All the uncut gems, yeah. 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 Uh, so here's what here's what I've been saying. We should get our own natural resources. Why hasn't anybody thought of this before? You know, we need our own lines of cobalt. The only place that that's recently happened is Japan. Japan They've, recently discovered a trove of um, I can't. What's like the the There's like a sort of all encompassing term for these kinds of minerals. Rare earth minerals. Yeah, rare earth minerals. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Japan just recently discovered a cache, and so the United States is like... It'd be funny if like, China and America go to war in Japan. The United States is like, dang it, why didn't we write into their constitution that we get all their underground mineral <laughs> rights? Yeah. Because <laughs> we could have. We could have done that. 
It's something that, you know? Wait, uh, when did America, did, did America rewrite Japan's constitution after World War II? Uh-huh, yeah, and they appointed MacArthur to basically be like the governor of Japan for a while, I believe. MacArthur, noted anime fan, Douglas, Douglas MacArthur. MacArthur yeah. Noted weeaboo, <laughs> Douglas <laughs> MacArthur. Uh, <laughs> he, was, he was carting around in his uh, Yu-Gi-Oh sweatpants, you know. That's, uh, he was yeah. talking about He's the heart of the cards all the time. Do, you know? Doing the Naruto run. From, <laughs> yeah, Douglas MacArthur from, was just doing the Naruto From foxhole run. to foxhole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be great. If they made like a World War II, um, but uh, everyone was uh, everyone was doing anime tropes. You know, everyone was charging up and yeah. stuff like that. Let's get Miyazaki to direct a live-action World War II <laughs> yes. epic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Frags <laughs> from our fathers. Oh no, no, no! You go, you go back into that. You go back into that joke hole. You get the racist joke. You go hole? back into this. Is a clean. We're not gonna. This might have been the first show. We don't have to put explicit. For mature audiences only, but now you... We're all clean it. from now on. We're good, clean guys, and we don't make racist, easy, obvious racist jokes about replacing L's with R's. Mm-mm. I almost said replacing. <laughs> you can't, can't help yourself. Uh, uh, well, you know what I was watching the other day, just as a lark, was the old old television cartoon, Drawn Together... Which is really stupid, really mm -hmm. fucking stupid. But God damn it, I was laughing. God damn it, <laughs> they were yeah. doing a bunch of jokes that had me laughing. But it was this, it's this total relic, this thing that could like, this this Bush era comedy that yeah. could only be done like immediately after sort of the 90s wave of PC exploitation, but before the the... 2010s wokeness yeah i remember so, watching that a little bit yeah and not that it was like particularly good or it's like it was a great loss to society that we can't do this type of comedy anymore but and you probably actually you probably good could do something like drawn together you would just have to distribute it on like i don't know barstool sports barstool sports would have to be the ones uh, sponsoring it. You know, somebody where it doesn't matter if you uncouth or if you say the wrong thing because you have an audience of, of brohams lapping it up. Or specifically, it, because it's uncouth or saying the wrong thing, the people love it. Yeah, there's still definitely a, a market for that kind of show. I'm trying to think, like, what's a... Can you think of it, like, very edgy media... That doesn't fall into like the million dollar extreme hole of just being a front for an actual alt-right guy. I can't, but that's because I am, you know, I'm fully blue-pilled. Mm -hmm. I have drunk the Kool-Aid. I am yep. a lib who enjoys soy milk. Yep. And I have man boobs. And I buy the new Switch when it comes out. I consume... And you go, what? Yeah. I consume cheese whiz. Consume cheese. As long as you're not consuming cheese its. I buy figurines. Are... Really? You do buy figurines? No. <laughs> of course. Of course I buy figurines. <laughs> Would you like to see my collection of figurines? I, I willingly take the vaccines. Yeah. 
I wear four masks. I've, I voluntarily get microchips in my penis and my eye. Yeah. I am a millionaire from Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> these, these are the hallmarks of the blue-pilled person. Exactly. No. I have dogs and cats. I don't make a value judgment. Mm -mm. My, I dye my hair purple. I donate my kidneys to the people that need them. Oh, no, I don't. I would not do that. You wouldn't donate the kidney? What if I needed a kidney? If you, you needed a kidney? kidney? Wow. I guess. This... <laughs> would you give me a kidney, Stephen? Wow. Stop well... fucking around. Let me just. The, you know, the next things run. you say will determine the direction of this podcast. The show has been good, man. Epi 87 episodes. 87 until episodes. Until we got to the kidney the question. Got to the question. kidney question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, I wouldn't be particularly bummed out if it didn't want to do it. Well, what if kidney. Zoe needs it? You know? How could I fit my large man sized kidney into her tiny baby body? Oh, no, Think. they would just take a little bit out. They'd just take a tiny, they'd scoop a tiny portion of the kidney can into a baby-sized portion of kidney. Can they, can they serve a baby-sized portion of someone's kidney? <laughs> or do you, you have, have to, a, to get a baby's kidney? Would you get a baby kidney in, like, if you needed a kidney mm -hmm. and, like, a baby had just recently died, you know? Uh, could you get that baby's kidney and it would grow to the size of a regular kidney inside you? I'm guessing that they probably try to restrict the baby kidneys for other babies who need kidneys. So Okay. I But okay. theoretically, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Yes, it would. Okay. But it might make you a little more childish <laughs> in the interim. And what I got all my organs replaced with baby organs and Wah. I'm just feeling so mad all the time. Wah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a funny uh, movie concept. Getting all your organs replaced with baby organs and becoming the adult baby? <laughs> they, they replaced his brain with the brain of a baby. And every other organ. <laughs> There's so much space inside me now. Yeah. It just, it just you thump on my chest and it sounds like a bass drum because they, most of my insides are hollow wait they, they they put a baby brain in a guy what is this the pete Buttigieg story oh whoa <laughs> what he's is got this, a baby the, brain what is this an episode of pod save america whoa got him <laughs> got those guys they got the babies they got the babyest brains of them all they're always talking about how milk is so much better than formula those guys and they're always going, wah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just, uh, French Canadian babies, do they cry like this? Wah! 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 Very similar to Cajun babies. Yeah. Cajun, <laughs> Cajun <laughs> babies. Yeah. I think wah is about right. They're eating their little baby poor boy sandwiches. Yeah. They got a little bit of French bread. <laughs> they dip their <laughs> chewing on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm making uh, a big, a big vat of combo, just like gumbo but with cum. Wow, dude. Combo. You gotta send me the recipe. Yeah, it's it's first you need to do a little. Uh, What's that? What's that thing they call that? That preparation with celery, carrot, and onion. 
Um, you know what you know yeah. what it's called. That's well, in uh, that's called the Trinity in Louisiana. But it's but it a, has a very specific a mirepoix. name. Mirepoix, is basically what it is. But it the a mere a real mirepoix has carrots, whereas a Trinity substitutes the carrots for bell pepper. Oh, I see. Well, I it's that and cum. Oh, that's what's in the combo. Okay. An andouille cum sausage. Okay. And don't forget about the cum chicken. And there's shrimp as well. Just normal shrimp. Yeah, there's normal shrimp, not cum shrimp. No. But you need the cum shrimp for the cum poor boy. So this is our pre-Christmas episode. You're right. Afterwards, the next episode will be our post-Christmas episode. We are, are in Canada, we call it Boxing Day. I know. Yeah, I think they say that in uh, Merry England. Yeah, it's because we all fight each other and then have a good laugh. I thought it had to do with, like, uh, the you would give the poor people empty boxes and laugh when they open them. Yes, that's also part. And like, you would also fight them. You got boxed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we thought, you, oh, you pause. <laughs> it's an empty <laughs> box. <laughs> Once again, every year you fall for it. <laughs> But unfortunately, they had their delicious poor boy sandwiches, so they won again. Well, in England, they have they have pork pies, right? Do they have pork pies? They I have, don't know uh, they meat, have meat. Meat. They have mince pies. Um, you ever had mince meat? It's weird. It's like meat and fruit together. Mm, it's like spiced too, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. The English palate is is a strange one. You yeah. know, they 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 don't like the spice. They don't like, they don't, they, do you like mulled wine? Did you ever drink mulled wine? It's not, it was not a thing I enjoyed. No, it's weird. It's the same thing. You have fruit and cinnamon fucking up a perfectly good wine. I like that, that, um, what's that other thing you can make with wine that's kind of like that? Some, 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 some. Cum wine. I don't know. Mullet with cum. I'm sure our listeners email houseofdecline at gmail.com with that mm-hmm. other thing you make with wine and spices and Coca-Cola. It's, it's pretty good. Wine and spices and Coca-Cola? Yeah, you know, uh, email houseofdecline at gmail.com with the answer to the thing that my brain is too fucked up from alcohol and drug abuse. It's called a Blackbeard Spritzer. Mm. Aperol Spritzer. That's a good one. Aperol Spritzer? Yeah. What's that? Um, Aperol like, spritzer sounds like a Nazi. It's like seltzer with Aperol in it. <laughs> Hello, I am Aperol spritzer. Looks like Head you also commander put of the SS. Prosecco and an orange slice. Uh, you know oh the man. you know what the SS stood for? No. The sucking Sadies, because they would suck him off. I can't. Suck everybody off. I got really bad cigarette cravings because I was watching media with people smoking in it, which should be illegal. Yeah. That should be illegal. Thank you. Yeah, you shouldn't depict cigarette smoking. It might trigger people addiction. It triggered, it almost triggered a relapse. Mm-hmm. So it should be illegal. Uh, and that sucked. <laughs> um, so I ate a bunch you know, of ice cream instead. <laughs> That's ice cream? <laughs> ice cream, a whole tub of ice cream is better than one cigarette. I don't That's know. What I, I, don't, I do not think that's true. Um, another not funny. Yeah, no, it's a funny news. Once story. I get to like uh, fifty-five, I'm gonna, I'm going to leap off the wagon. 
You keep saying 55 is the year. Why have you selected that number? That's a, it's a tradition among men in my family to pick a number that which you then pretend to have foreseen through prophecy that you will die. My dad said yeah. it, he, that he was going to die at 76. He never did. He's still alive 10 years later. But I'm picking 55. Yeah. But I keep um, saying that, you know, that's what I always said to my mom consistently, you know, whenever she had diseases. Because she, she had, like, cancer, like, three times. And I would always say to her, Ma, you're not going to die tomorrow. You're going to die at 82 when a piano falls on you. That was my form of comfort, you see. Because it's like, you know, I've seen the future. You can't die now. You're going to die horribly and ridiculously. <laughs> Being hit by a piano is a pretty good way. Yeah. I think that's the major problem with cancer is that it's not a funny enough death. It's not no, cancer. It's, not. It's, not, it's not that it's funny. It's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, the cells won't stop replicating. Stop. Oh, no. And then they just, like, don't. It's like, it's the same feeling you get when you're pouring a soda and it's fizzing up too much. That's exactly what cancer is. That's what cancer like. feels like. Yeah. <laughs> except, <laughs> except, if any, except it's a squid game where if any of the soda touches the, uh, you know, outside of the glass, they shoot you in the head. Right, right, right. Welcome to squid that's, game. That's what cancer is like. Yeah. Cancer's uh, like Squid Game. Uh, we all love Squid Game. Remember Everybody Tiger King? Tiger King's like Squid Game. <laughs> Tiger King is like Squid Game. <laughs> Tiger King is exactly like Squid Darmark Game. They and both have animals. Darmok and Jalad and Tiger King is like Squid Game. Uh, maybe they should have Tiger Game and Squid King. <laughs> Ever think about that? <laughs> Ever game. think about the Squid King? It's Tiger Game, Squid King. Yeah, Tiger Game, Squid King. Ah, Paul Rudd, SNL, Squid Game, Tiger King. Paul Rudd, SNL, Squid Game, Tiger King. New language. Uh, I'm trying to just yeah. do a, a language where you only say words from the algorithm. Right. You're, it's Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra, but Paul Rudd. It's, and... it's well, it, Darmok and Jalad, you know, that is a, a, a nicer version because it's like they're using idioms and phrases from their mythology, like, like that would be like if we would be saying phrases from the Iliad, but yeah. if we're just saying stupid words from the algorithm with no meaning at all. It's much like, more postmodern. Instead of butt sex, we said Achilles and Patroclus. Sure, yeah, because they will they will butt fucking. Yeah, they do butt fucking. You should read the Iliad because you'll get a. How come the, you get they a censored out all the butt fucking scenes from the movie Troy? From the movie Troy. It's yeah, that's not a all good. The hardcore butt that's not a good representation of the Iliad. You should really read it. It'll it'll cure your depression. Mm-hmm. That's what. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Getting into the classics. You'll be able to throw away your meds uh, if you yeah. just read the Iliad by Homer. Try it. It, it. Yeah, it's called Iliading. You don't even have to stop taking your meds. You just have to read it, and then you won't need them anymore. Mm-hmm. 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 I recommend it to a lot of bipolar people. But still take the meds because, you know, the drug industry needs your money. They're, yeah. they're good guys. We don't want Big Pharma to collapse. Too big to fail. Yeah. Well, you know, we don't. We, we do want Big Pharma. I'm more into small pharma. You know, those mom and pop pharmaceutical companies. Mom and pop pharma. <laughs> yeah, mom and pop pharma. Oh, mom, mixing up a box of oxy right in the back with my oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm churning it up. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a big vat, and there's like a bike tire in it. <laughs> oh boy, we're making the. Uh, 
I have to pedal a lot on the churn machine to make the Adderall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, they say we're over-prescribing, but the way these profit margins are working out, we're just getting by. Yeah, well, we're just basically describing what South Park did with their show. They did a mom-and-pop heroin? Well, my, they turned it into mom-and-pop um, weed Oh, they farm. did Tegrity Farms. And it's still That's... Tegrity Farms now. Tegrity Farms? It's very funny. That was a very funny decision. And now they're making 18 movies for HBO Max. Wait, what? They've already made two South Park movies and 16 more are on the way. 16 more South Park movies? Yeah, but I imagine they're like, dude, they're easier to produce than no, regular dude, movies. Matt and Trey have the best negotiating agents in the world. <laughs> Seriously, amazing deal. They got that kind of, I remember hearing about that kind of deal that they got with Comedy Central. They mm -hmm. like locked in like, up through season 30 pretty early on mm -hmm. locking in 16 movies with hbo mm -hmm. fantastic hey they can produce it i don't think i could i could crank that much shit out of my brain gourd i'd just be like constantly worried it would suck constantly you need a you need a slave driver that's what you need <laughs> That's that's what they have. Yeah, you, there's just a uh, some some devious Jewish guy standing over Matt and Trey going, make make more stuff, make more of it. Yeah, we're trying, we're trying. You need, you need to have somebody with a whip, like a real whip, real whip that lives in your house and comes out and whips you if you don't make content. Not fake whips, not cool whips, real whips. <laughs> a guy, a guy comes out with cool whip. Yeah, starts whipping you with cool whip. Just, like, just splattering taking, a bunch of like like cream making on a your snowball back. of Cool Whip and throwing it at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to buy some Cool Whip. Uh, why is it? It's not real whipping cream. That's the no. It's that's like shelf the premise stable of cool whipped whip. cream. So they put like margarine in it. Oh, okay. So that's it, not so bad. Yeah, like you know, it, you can. You don't have to. I don't know. It's it's you know it's a stable whip. It's a stable whip. Yeah, if you wanted to, you know, sleep for a long time, like Rip Van Winkle, first thing you want out is like, you know, I could really go for some whipped cream. It's good. But all of my dairy-based whipped cream has gone by the wayside. It's if only I had some sort of whipped cream product that lasted for yeah. thousands of years. So it's good for events where, say, you want a cake with really nice decorations on it yeah. made out of what looks to be like whipped cream. Mm -hmm. If you use real whipped cream, it'll melt. If you use Cool yeah. Whip, it'll retain its shape. So imagine you want to have whipped cream flowers on your cake. Yeah. But the cake is going to be up on a stage for six hours, you know? Going to be hot lights. Going to be hot lights. <laughs> hot lights <laughs> down on the cake. Yeah. So you got to go with the Cool Whip. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, um, you know, you've heard about my Cool Cum, right? Is that... Is that uh, made by the same company as the Cool Whip? Yeah, it's hmm. shelf-stable cum. Yeah. That's, and that, cum that'll last a thousand years. And by last, do you mean like the little sperms are still wriggling around? Capable It'll still of... be rig it's still going to be liquid. It is not going to coagulate. Mm. Those sperms will last forever. Not the, Like the song Fame, I'm going to live forever. These sperms will live forever. Because they have been cut with margarine. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be one of those guys that uh, injects yourself to make your, you know, to make you bigger, uh, but use Injects margarine. 
instead of synthol. You, you inject yourself? Oh, injecting. I thought you were going to say guys inject themselves with their own cum to make themselves bigger. You could try that. Maybe that would work. Get into <laughs> Cause the... of death, too much cum in the bloodstream. Yeah, he uh, he injected his own cum back into himself. <laughs> <laughs> what were you trying to do? Uh, increase my male potency? All you've done is just put a big cum blockage in your arteries. I was trying to arteries. make my dick bigger. I thought maybe I... <laughs> I thought maybe I could put in your cum in my own blood. Yes, yes, you were close. The doctor's like, oh, you were so close. <laughs> you hit a vein instead of an artery. It has to pass through the heart. Yeah. Next time I inject cum into myself, I'll get a real, I'll get a professional doctor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there, There is one story that I, I liked from... Uh, earlier today, saw so earlier today making the rounds on the internet, which was uh, the Hugo Awards this year were sponsored by Raytheon, which is very funny when coupled with another story about how there was this uh, trans author named Isabel Fall who wrote a story called I Identify as an Attack Helicopter, mm-hmm. which was sort of an edgy take, an edgy sci-fi story on the on the tired Republican joke. Uh, which, if you've read it, and I did read it out of curiosity to find out what the hubbub is, pretty good story. Pretty good sci-fi story. Uh, of course, Isabel Fall was roundly uh, chastised by tender queer science fiction authors to the point of uh, making her detransition. Uh, so <laughs> that's like uh, bullied on the internet by other people. But this is they, what happened. And, and they, they didn't realize that it was like a sarcastic title? No, they didn't realize it was a... No, have you ever met these people? Have you mm. ever met the kind of people that would chastise somebody for that? I don't go that? out and meet people. I don't know if you knew that about me, but I don't know anybody. No, but it was a huge thing, apparently, on Twitter. All of these other uh, very sensitive science... Queer science fiction authors were going like, Um, I don't think you should use this phrase, and you're actually being very regressive right now. Mm. And this person was bullied... And they're never going to write a science fiction story again. Meanwhile, all the same people that were uh, bullying Isabel Fall uh, were themselves attending the Hugo Awards, sponsored by Raytheon, and attempting to justify <laughs> the um, Raytheon sponsorship. I like the Hugo Awards, I guess, but I guess they got, like, I guess there was a, a thing, like, the woke stuff happened to the Hugo Awards, and, like, I don't know, now I don't know what to believe. I mean, science fiction's, I mean, I wouldn't say woke, but it's always been a place where sort of queer and themes, uh, queer themes and themes of uh, exploration of societal constructs have been uh, have been around for a while. You know, I'm thinking of, of Samuel Delaney and Ursula K. Le Guin, people like that, um, that, you know, who, who even in uh, in the early 60s were, you know, producing wildly progressive stories. Um, and yeah, so there's something that, that hits a little different when it's Raytheon that's associated with this stuff. I mean, okay. Yeah. Like who, who's a really regressive science fiction? Who's like a really conservative science fiction author? Oh, there's a bunch. Um, but like, who cares who sponsors the Hugo Awards? Why do they need a sponsor? It's like a book award. Do they have a, like a... 
Do they have like a ceremony? Because they need a big ceremony. Yeah, there needs to be lights. Oh, that's silly. I thought they just like sent out a letter. No, no, it can't be as simple as that. If I was the Hugo Awards, my award ceremony would be my secretary mailing out the letters where I like inform you have won a Hugo Award. Look, an award without pageantry might as well not be an award at all. It might as well just be a big block yeah. of shit. Well, I, you know, you can probably safely ignore the Hugo Awards as well as the Pulitzers now. Yeah. Everything. <sighs> but what will you do once your precious Chapo is sponsored by Raytheon? Have you thought of that, kids? Well, it's Have like, you who, thought of that? When that's going to happen eventually? It's not I guess you want your award ceremonies to be sponsored by the right corporations you know like <laughs> if you f what who cares if you found out if you found out that one of chapo's donors was serial killer ed gein i would I guarantee you them. kellogg's has sponsored the oscars and no one gives a shit about the oscars and I don't think Kellogg's has sponsored the Are Oscars. Are you kidding? I don't know. I bet you has they Kellogg bought, sponsored the Oscars? I bet you a, a, a bajillion dollars they bought ads during the Oscars. Oh, yeah, they bought ads. But I guess well, that's, that's What is Raytheon doing if not that? I mean, what are they, like... If but now not they have, like, on ads, your Hugo Award, it says Raytheon. It out of, the, out of the, the kindness of their own heart? Uh, well, who are they? How does Raytheon sell ads? You know, who are they selling? It's not like a retail company. They're not expecting people to go out and buy their many products. I mean, um, I just, but it's sci-fi. A lot of sci-fi is like, like, I think sci-fi came up with the concept of a rail gun before. And then now we have a rail gun. Now that's a real thing. Getting rail gunned in a sundress. There's going to be, uh, like a weapons a weapons um <laughs> enthusiast community in sci-fi yeah that's why all sci-fi books that speculate about weapons banned we should only speculate about peace instruments it's like very the peace strange gun. it's very strange i don't know why people care about the award ceremonies but you know they got to have their their young adult novels validated as good so they can feel justified in not reading books meant for adults see here's my <laughs> science fiction idea it, instead of a pain ray instead of a havana syndrome style like pain ray we create a bliss ray we aim it at people and just make the whole world vibe you know <laughs> yeah well um that's all we have time for got really got really intense at the end there with the hugo awards <laughs> wow 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 so see you next week everybody goodbye bye folks